0: Hello there, welcome back to True Cult Pop, the pop music podcast. This is episode number 66 with me, your host, Mr. Stephen Hill. Hope you're having a lovely week. Hope you're having a good time and back for his first proper show of 2024. He missed <sighs> last week with the lurg. He
1: had the lurg, uh, but you
0: might have heard him earlier on. In the week when we we're talking about the album, I can't be bothered going to it anyway. It's it's, yeah. it's on the fucking feed. You it's see, all there, you know, isn't it? It's you're not there. blind, are you? Gaz is back, though. Gaz Jones here he is. Hey, 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 hey! Listen I, to nearly that said voice. Ha- I nearly said happy new year. Then it's fucking too late for that, isn't it? No, no, it's even
1: later than lo- even you, you said later. happy new year to me yesterday, and that was yeah, late enough. Seth, <laughs> it's every it's week though. Like, no, just now, I'm just gonna. I'm literally just going to ignore you. Thank you, I appreciate that. You, Hello, mate. It's the right
0: thing to do. How you doing, mate? How you doing? Are you feeling better by the ship? I am, chance?
1: mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm back in the land of the living, nice and chill, Um, just seeing Ronnie O'Sullivan wipe the floor with Barry Hawkins this afternoon, which was lovely stuff. Not literally, surely. Not literally. That was snooker talk.
0: Snooker talk. That's all we will. Love a bit of snooker talk.
1: Love a bit of snooker talk.
0: I guess. I don't you literally... know Well, it's,
1: it's probably going to make you less angry than Pompey talk, isn't it? So...
0: That is true. Although yeah. I mean, I'm, I might have, I might be slightly because we sit here as we record on Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're about to sign Matt Macy, a free transfer reserve goalie. Oh, it's exciting! The January oh, transfer window.
1: What a time to oh. be alive
0: on a free. Oh, signing a free backup goalkeeper <laughs> when you got no strikers, crap wingers, <laughs> and your best number ten well, is out for the season. I, That's exciting. I guess
1: that- doesn't that mean well? You're not going to score, but at least you're not going to l- l- let any goals away as well. Maybe.
0: Well, he's no, he's not. He can be on the bench. It's going to make absolutely no difference whatsoever. That
1: no, is true, actually. Yeah. What what's, you, what's your number? What's your number one keeper like? You're right. Will
0: Norris. Will Norris is good. Will Norris is the best goalkeeper in that division. I don't know how much football <laughs> chat all of you can handle, but but I'm saying it. Will Norris is the best goalkeeper in League One. In
1: in, in Britain he's is, he really as good good as Mark, is he as good as Mark Crossley <laughs> I don't
0: think he is as good as Mark Crossley I quite rate Mark Crossley or I rate him oh, not far
1: fucking legend he was mate great know, goalkeeper
0: he's the only the second man to save a penalty I do in a, yeah
1: after Dave Besant yeah
0: after Dave Besant do you know who oh. was the next person to save a penalty in the FA Cup the third oh wow there's oh, the, I think I do, oh uh,
1: what year was it if it was after the 90s probably not
0: it was 2010 it was Petr Cech. oh Saving oh
1: oh Peter Chay, he's one he, who he wears the space helmet right he, he is
0: yeah. yeah saving Kevin Prince Boateng's penalty when the score was nil nil between Chelsea and Portsmouth in the FA Cup final that was a moment where I realised I mean it wasn't the moment actually but it was it was an, another moment when I went um, the world really hates me the world doesn't want me to have any kind of I mean look it's, it, it's just it you, could be it? It. it could be worse you know it could it be was, much worse you know I, I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna like going about how the way the well we lost an FA Cup final. Wow. But you know, uh yeah. I was I do remember being mightily upset that day and we got relegated to day <laughs> like a couple of days before. So oh, cheers. Um, what a shit's week. Not the Fuck best week. Me. Anyway, no. um at least getting to see my team in two FA Cup finals. That's good. Anyway, look, on this week's show we're gonna do what we were going to do at the start of the year when Happy New Year would have been yeah. relevant as a Mm. thing to say where it's sort of not anymore Mm. no apologies for that Mm. i say apologies it's Gaz's fault he was ill uh we're going to be catching up on 12 albums that came out last year most of them to be honest towards the end of last year that we didn't get to review on the show or that we sort of missed or whatever that we think are down to suggestions from you lot or things that we found ourselves we got about you know we could have done loads could have done absolutely loads if we'd gone yeah. everything we missed in 2023 mm-hmm. we would be yeah. here for fucking hours and yeah you know, and that would have meant no mark crossley chat no and i don't want to live in that world
1: no fuck no i you know i want to talk about you know pretty obscure kind of late 80s early 90s goalkeepers mm, yeah i'm more than I'm more than fine with that sort of chat that's what people come here for right
0: yeah they are going mention steve sutton he was the number one before Mark he wasn't up
1: work he was mm, yeah uh, blinded was. one eye steve sutton
0: was that who it was i thought he was just camp <laughs> i did yeah. hey because <laughs> he was like oh he always had one eyebrow raised and we always thought he's like why is he so arch why is he like he'd catch a ball and he'd be like oh i've got the ball now and yeah. he, was, he was just, is, is, he was just it was,
1: what, in a slightly surprised roger moore kind of way <laughs> yeah throw
0: it out and say chase me like that's what we used to think when we were kids we were like why well, is he so camp steve sutton He's blinding blinded one eye didn't well, he know might that. Have
1: been, he might be camp but i never saw him sort of falling out of heaven uh, <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning do you know what I mean but it could it might have happened could have
0: happened yeah um, oh well he's in good company Gordon Banks famously Glass Eye greatest famously. goalkeeper I'm going to say greatest goalkeeper ever or well, the greatest benefits. save
1: of all time definitely yeah 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 definitely the anyway. save of all time Anyway, are we see? done now? Yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have wanted so
0: an Arm and Hammer review rather than that, no, would you? Fuck surely, that, man. Exactly
1: no. right. To us, I think this is what we should do going forward. Right, fuck the earworm. one. We should just talk about the nineties goalkeepers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I, I would love that. I would love that. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love that, but I can't. We absolutely can. We it's, absolutely
1: can. <laughs> it's our
0: show. We do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you'd like to yeah. sign up for some of the stuff that didn't actually mention any 90s footballers, sadly, on the two All Patreon right. shows that we've got coming up this week, patreon.com forward slash Pop. if you want to sign up and listen to any of that exclusive content over there. Tomorrow, we have Hot Water Music, Caution, the 2002 album from the Gainesville, Florida, Heartland Punk Rock Quartet, me and Gaz sat down and had a big old chat about hot water music, their place and scene around that time, their entire kind of legacy. Don't think I've ever spoken at massive length like that about hot water music before, but I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan. I'm a big fan.
1: Oh, huge fan. Huge fan. We even managed to sneak in a bit of uh, accidental Ian Watkins chat and how nice his trainers were.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> credit where it's due, Ian Watkins yeah. had nice trainers.
1: Yeah, nice trainers. Yeah, I'll give him that.
0: No, Nobody's <laughs> Pure, just nobody's just pure badness, are they
1: 100% pure? They've all got there's all always some
0: off. kind of redeeming feature yeah, in yeah. literally everybody. And Ian Watkins is yeah. that he had pretty good taste in trainers in the early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. So if you want to know <laughs> what that is, I'm sure someone will clip that and go, This is offensive, but um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 well, maybe it is i don't know anyway um yeah but hot water music are probably slightly more <laughs> exciting <laughs>
1: yeah, than that yeah yeah i think so i think so yeah that was that was a bloody wonderful chat about a bloody wonderful band and mm. a fucking incredible album
0: great album and yeah, yeah. an exciting time for the, the, the stuff that it came out long, around that period yeah was really yeah. really good and yeah. speaking of punk rock making a bit of a mainstream comeback if you have signed up for the five pound tier where you get a classic album and a best uh, not best of a beginner's guide to something every other week um we did a podcast on dookie by green day and that is up now if you want to listen to that as you do this if you go and sign up that is available for you to listen to now and i have to say i didn't quite say it with the uh, in the way that i'm going to say it right now but there were moments after we announced that where i was a bit like do i really want to do this do I really want to be nice about Green Day? And will I be nice about Green Day? Because there's so much negative mental... hatred. ...stuff that I have towards Green Day now that I think even, even the good stuff, I was like, does it? will it sound good or will I just go, oh, for fuck's sake, Green Day. But actually, listening to Dookie for uh, four times at the start of this week before we recorded that podcast, man...
1: It is such a brilliant album. It's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. And I was kind of the same. I It kind of got to the point where I was just like, actually, do I really need to do any fucking prep for this? Do I really need to do this? You know, mm. could I just kind of wing it? But, you know, I did do some. I did. I ended up like doing quite a bit and really disappearing down a fucking wormhole and um, made it my personal mission to find the original Kerrang! review. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, I haven't listened to it in full in, in quite a while and it was a real fucking pleasure and I still get that kind of teen giddy excitement that I, that I first felt when I heard it, like, you know, back in, you know, 94, 95 mm. and it was wonderful. Yeah. It's, it is, is it's a fucking special album. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. And you know, there's a reason it's kind there's a reason as we go into why it was the one that went mm. fucking stratospheric
0: yeah it's brilliant i mean it's genuinely was brilliant and mm. yeah uh, you, you you get quite far away from the feelings that you had 30 years ago you feel like maybe am i that connected to that person that i was 30 years ago and then you listen to something like that and you I go are, do you mate, know I what i can still feel the kind of i can still feel the the kind of yep. the frisson of yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like awkward angsty teen in yeah. me
1: but the mad thing is that most of the albums that still give me that, that feeling you were just, you know, brilliantly kind of describing, all came out in 1994. Dookie, Smash, The Blue Album, Park Life, Definitely Maybe. All five of those. A lot of them. That's nah, even without just... thinking about it. There's tons more. Trouble Gum. Fuck me. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. It's, it was a fucking ridiculous, it was a ridiculous year. Yeah. I... And every time I listen to any of those albums, you know, Grace, Jeff Buckley, I still get that kind of exactly the same feeling.
0: That mm, I had. Me too. Yeah, that
1: is a fucking, time, man. really special time.
0: Yeah, an amazing period for sounds and that. But it is at the moment as well, I would say. It is I'll right now. It. 2023 ended up being, I think, a really, really strong year. So Quite here nice. are. 12 albums that we kind of missed out on that we would have reviewed, maybe things we just discovered, maybe things that came along too late, maybe things that we couldn't squeeze into the monthly review show and then we went back and decided that we did want to cover them. We've got 12 albums and that is what we're going to talk about today. Is there anything, Is there anything else happened? I mean, I don't know if anything else uh, in the world. I saw T-Pain did a cover of War Pigs and Ozzy said it was the best ever cover of War Pigs.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh bless Ozzy. Poor old Ozzy. I
0: know oh, obviously we've got yeah. a new Bring Me the Horizon song, we've got a new yeah, Obvious, I, I really Obvious.
1: like that new I really like that new Bring Me the Horizon song. Yeah, the yeah the the the, the um which I I I've taken to calling it the Squaliger. Team oh, that's Squaliger. Good. That's good. You like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, you like that? that? Because, good. Yeah. because I, I really d I can't be asked to say the 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 their pair of the full names because it's so fucking boring and pedestrian. And uh is it just called he...
0: John Squire and Liam Gallagher and John Squire? Is it that? Is that yeah,
1: it? yeah, I think it's just called Liam yeah, Liam Gallagher With Dramatic John Pause. Squire. Or maybe hyphen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. John Squire. That's it. Just another rainbow. Just another fucking boring. Really fucking It, it says a lot when the new Cooler Shaker song come out this this week and pisses all over it. Oh no how we feel about Blimey. Shaker Blimey That's big words. Is this their parish? Is this right? your
0: is this your um is this your climb down from uh, the, the kind of the, are we, are we about to witness one of the biggest heel turns in music Could history? Be.
1: Could be a fucking great album. Could be. I mean, it basically sounds like they basically rewritten Hey Dude, which is always their best song anyway. Absolutely.
0: So,
1: yeah. yeah. It, it kind of sounds like that. Psychedelic, <laughs> funky, bouncy, a bit riffy, you know. I haven't had time
0: um, to listen to any new music no, you know, at no, all this, no. this, this week, unfortunately. Sorry. I suppose
1: I'd be kind of lucky that be, yeah, I had been off, so I've been able to kind of dip in and out. Mm. And, um, you know, I was looking forward to hearing that, that Squaliger song. Yeah. Um, it, even though I knew it was going to be... Uh, you know, I listened to the... Uh, they, they were interviewed by Zane Lowe on his uh, Apple radio show. Mm. And I was just, you know, Zane Lowe's like, fucking hell, everything's like the second coming. The greatest piece of art since... The, the last greatest piece of art, you know what the, I mean?
0: The Stone Roses album, the second come in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it was. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite short of the dead. Well, I liked it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. oh, well, um, there you the, go. That's what happened yeah. this week in music. I'm sure yeah, some other things yeah. did as well, but I, mean, yeah, yeah. I actually haven't listened to it. So let's kick off with, I think, probably the biggest album that we're going to be talking about. And it did come out. We did think about maybe doing a, a, an individual review for this album when it came out and then Mm. we just never got around to it because it was you know christmas and and all that stuff but it's io by peter gabriel it's actually only the 10th peter gabriel solo album which seems pretty mad right because we're about to talk about someone else and they're doing their 10th album and they've not been around as long as peter gabriel but you know 10 solo albums from the English. Prog pop legend, the first solo album Peter Gabriel has made since Up in 2002. Now, yeah. I don't think I ever listened to Up by Peter Gabriel. I was well I out of that sort of thing at the time, so no, I think I've fair. missed out on it completely.
1: Um, it's, all right. okay. it's all right. It's all right. It's nowhere near as good as, um, what was the previous one? Us, the one I had Steam on in about 92, 93. Yeah. Was it Us? Yeah, the, and obviously the one before that was So. So yeah. Essentially, this is like I, IO is like his fourth album since 1985. It's mad, right? Hardly, yeah. It's, it's not the most frequent, but but massive, but yeah.
0: Like Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've used yeah. that joke before. I've like, recycled like a, a very Mi- old. Like mix <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. a lot, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look when Peter Gabriel does something, it's yeah. usually at the very least really interesting oh yeah at the very very least now what we have here is a double album of sorts (sighs) yeah because it's sort of a double album but i mean it is a double album but it's also not really a double album i mean
1: i'm only going to concentrate in terms of my review i'm only going to concentrate um on the bright side i prefer the bright side i am mr bright side (laughs) so
0: it's quote unquote 24 songs it's actually not 24 songs it's 12 songs and there's a bright side and dark side mix funny you say that, actually because i think i prefer the dark side mix
1: oh shit up brilliant and i think
0: funnily enough you can actually listen to this album in its full one hour and 55 minute long setting
1: yeah
0: which is long you know and Mm. there's bits on here that maybe you might find yourself getting a little bit like, uh, your mind might wander a little bit. I'm going to be saying that a few times on this show, to be honest. But there are bits here that make your mind wander a bit. But there are also so many bits here that showcase why Peter Gabriel is held in such high esteem. But there are bits that don't as well. Mm. Um, So yeah, the light side and the dark side halves to the album. I mean, let's talk about that for a second. One, why, do you reckon? And two, what's the difference in your head, Gaz, in your mind?
1: I mean, I I don't really see the point of it personally, kind of the whole thing getting a release. Mm. Um, But... I guess I—I don't I I, I've been trying to kind of like work out why has he done this? Why has he done this? I mean, I mean, if you got any kind of answer to that, because I've been struggling.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like
1: a mood thing or. Um,
0: it is an odd. It is an odd thing to do. I guess yeah. it is. I mean, you know, in terms of the the kind of the promotion and the release and the, you know whatever. I mean IO stands for input output. So Yeah. You know, you're looking at two conceptually you're looking at two different sides, the dark you know, the kind of the lighter side and the darker side, obviously, to the same coin, I guess is what you're saying. The input and the output. So he's deliberately trying to go, these two things are the same, but also they are different now. Listening to the record and listening to it in full, in full, full, where you listen to both halves in in one sitting, kind of thing. Um, I think you can you can tell. You can actually tell they do sound different. Because my sort of fear with this was going was was going to be he was going to do like. I mean, what I wouldn't have liked is you know when bands do. Oh, here's the album, and then here's like a, an acoustic version of the album. Yeah, and ultimately,
1: I, I, that winds me up.
0: I think they are essentially the same. You know, the the, the performances are the same on both yeah. mixes, right? Yes, on, they are. Yeah. So you haven't actually got him trying to reinterpret the songs or try and do no. like you know. I think we said we would see Roger Waters, uh last yeah. year, and he did a kind of weird reimagined version of. Comfortably numb, which you don't really want if you're only going to see it once. And I think with no, this, it's no. like, well, if you've got these songs, weirdly, it's actually less interesting. I think to go, here's these brand new songs you've never heard, and here's weird versions of them. It's like I don't really, I don't really need them to be reimagined straight away. But I think no. what this does is it means you can pick a side depending on your mood.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. I, I quite that, yeah. Like, that's kind of the, That's the way I thought it was. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think. That the first half is, I think it's a bit. It's it's obviously, it's the bright side, so it's brighter, brighter it's, it's a bit it's shinier, kinda, and, it's yeah. shinier, it's a bit more kind of psychedelic-y, I think, yeah, you know, it's kind of got a bit more sort of psychedelic sheen to it. The folksy bits are prettier, yeah. um, the the big the yacht vo- rock bits are more yottier. Yes, well. <laughs> they are, and and the the kind of the those vocals are brought right to the front of the yeah. mix so that it all sounds really big and really sort of grandiose the dark side version is a bit more you know everything's a bit more low energy everything mm. feels a bit more dirty everything feels a bit you know like that i mean particularly w- one of my favorite songs on the record is the the final track live and let live and i think yeah that's great the the bright side mix of that it really kind of blows up and it's huge when you listen to that bright side version. But I prefer the dark side version because I think it's, it's more subtle and it feels like you're in the room more a little bit, if that makes sense. I feel like those vocals yeah. feel like they're a bit more live as opposed to being a bit more, they're not kind of turned up. They're not kind of um, computer generated in any way. They feel very kind of rougher and rawer, And I think they sound more affecting for it personally.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I think I kind of I do prefer um, the um, the bright side. Uh, I think mainly because yeah, it is shinier and it kind of harks back more to like the So album and the mm-hmm. Us album, mm-hmm. you know. Which, you know, I, I think So is is Gabriel's absolute fucking masterpiece. He's done yeah. a lot of incredible albums, but you know, So is is my favorite. It's um, brilliant. I mean, Panopticon is, is, is a wonderful way for the album to open. Um, it's, I get, yeah, it's Pure Gabriel, Yacht Rock, Funk, all of, you them. Know, the production's just immaculate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a hair out of place, massive hooks. Olive Tree is wonderful. It's, it's probably the best song on the album. It brings the horns. You know, the Phil Collins kind of mid-80s, kind of Susudio-esque kind of horn sounds. Do you know what I put? I, love.
0: I put that the, the Olive Tree sounds like an old man 1975.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You know? It's that's like fair. Matt yeah, he, but an old band nineteen seventy five is no jacket required then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely it is. Honest about <laughs> yeah. This, right? yeah, it really is. That, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah, that's um yeah, it's it's a proper kind of heart back to that like mid eighties rock sound that he kind of invented. Um out of all the artists of that era, man, I think this is like one of the best examples of how to do like a a, a quote unquote comeback album hmm. in, in with kind of sort of grace and style. Yep. Yeah. Um, there, was always, there was always like a real kind of vulnerability to Peter Gabriel's songwriting. A real vulnerability and stuff. And, and he still has buckets of it even now. I think this is an absolutely wonderful album. I wish I'd sort of listened to it more. Because I, th- I think now, if I'd done a kind of redux of my Top 20, this would be fighting to get in my Top 20.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's, it's
1: absolutely superb.
0: It's. I think it's really impressive this record. I think like
1: it just came out. It just came out at the wrong time of the year, where it was just like I was cramming so much in and trying to go. Ah, oh, what you know? What are going to be my, my 20s? And Something had to miss out, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the. You know, I mentioned in terms of best songs, like "Live and Let Live," is excellent. I mean, again, Great. I think the dark side version of it, where he brings those kind of African rhythms, and it all just sort of fizzles out. Uh, I, I love, but for me, <clears throat> "Road to Joy" that proper like Gary Newman. Like massive, yeah, big, simply yeah. thing. I yeah. absolutely love this. I think the way that Panopticon starts the the record is, is, you know, it's very 80s and I was like, here we go. I think it does actually, it's funny you mentioned about the kind of, <clears throat> the vulnerability that Peter Gabriel gets because this is a record that I listened to and I was like, oh, this is great. Like I, I actually prefer it when, and which is, this is incredibly unusual I think for an artist right. for Peter Gabriel's age, but I think it's incredibly unusual to prefer the, upbeat, kind of more bombastic poppy, more instantaneous yeah. stuff rather than the more reflective stuff. I yeah. think something like um, the more slight to my ears, I'd say. I, I'm not as emotionally moved by a song like So Much. I'm not as mm. kind of grabbed by playing for time as... I would kind of like to be. I think the first Panopticon in the Court. I mean it's a bit of rapping yeah. in the court. Yeah. He gets to yeah. get a bit rapping. Yeah, but it works. But it he gets does. away with it. He does get away with it. and You think <laughs> they like there's no way Peter Gabriel should be getting away with doing like almost kind of rapped yeah. verses in 2024 yeah. or 2023 yeah. when it came out. Yeah. But but he does. But I actually think, yeah. you know, come with some of the slower stuff. They're not bad songs, but when you think of, you know, like don't give up. The duet he did with Kate Bush, which is oh, yeah, just so it. moving and brilliant. Yeah. And even like, I, I I think his verse on on Salisbury Hill is like, it, he puts so much emotion into it. And and I'm not saying he doesn't put emotion into those slower songs, but I just feel like it's it didn't connect with me in the same way as like the big the big bangers did. But saying that. They are good songs. I just think I think maybe I was surprised that he can still write a song like, let's say, Olive Tree or Road to Joy, or you you know, um, uh, what's the the second song called? The The Court,
1: like Court. Yeah.
0: They're they're actually they're they're bangers. Do you know what I mean? They're absolute bangers. bangers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really impressive. People his age, you know, those kind of um, what you call those um, not classic artists. What's the word kind of uh, vintage? Yeah, a lot of them kind of struggle to, to write the bangers yeah. these days. Any of them. And I'll put, you know, Metallica to whoever, you know. And yeah, Elton John. But any of those kind of like established massive artists, they struggle to kind of write, you know, the bangers. But it, Pete Gabriel seems to be able to do it with ease. Yeah. I know, Absolutely It's, it's funny too. I suppose it's... it's hmm. and, and like the first time I heard... oh. Um, well, What's it called? Um, yeah, olive tree. Um, it's it, yeah. Well, that fucking bam bam bam. Tick, 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 bah, da, da, it, I was just like, oh. yeah. It, those kind of glorious kind of recalls to kind of mid '80s kind of yuppie rock, and uh, but it just seems to be able to do it with these. It's, it's glorious. But yeah, yeah. I never even kind of crossed my mind. But yeah, that is pure 1975 it really is
0: yeah Yeah, and and, you know and it's absolutely excellent for it yeah this is good this is i mean my first listen through to it i think when when i got it and i saw it was two hours long and before i even sort of looked at the track list and i just put it on i was like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be hard work but actually i think the best thing to do is to to pick I, i think you could probably
1: pick a side
0: mix and match the dark and light side and you might actually have yeah. a, a better album probably
1: yeah no i think that's fair i think that's fair because i think there are some but, versions
0: that are better in the first but, half some better in the first yeah
1: maybe, maybe that's why he's done it mm. he's done it as kind of pick your own playlist pick your own adventure pick your own album it is maybe that's, maybe that's why he's done it like that you know
0: yeah i mean it's the sort of thing that he would do
1: yeah it is it really is (laughs) but yeah it's it's a good
0: album this is very very good i was i was genuinely quite surprised after like you say after sort of five six listens in now i am like oh yeah this is dead good this is dead dead good good. uh they go input output by peter gabriel is out right now and it has been since november so let's move on and talk about someone who's who's actually got it's actually got nine studio albums, but hasn't been on, around anywhere near as long as Peter Gabriel. Aesop Rock, Integrated Tech Solutions, the ninth studio album from the New York-based rapper. This came out late in, or kind of middle of November. And I think I was like, oh, well, we should do that. And I never got around to listening to it at the time. Yeah. So we didn't get it in. And it's a follow-up to his 2021 collaboration album, Garbology, with Blockhead. Um, I've actually sort of... I'm going to admit, slept on Aesop Rock in my time. Not really listened to any of his albums. I've only ever really seen his name here and there and heard a few features that he's done in bits and bobs. And I hadn't really gone in on Aesop Rock. But this thing we're doing in January where we listen to a new album or an album we've never heard before every day. I got this album and I got that one that I listened to, which I listened to, which was my album I had to listen to yesterday. Yeah. And I think I might fucking love Aesop Rock. 'Cause I think this is fucking excellent. Um, where are you in terms of Aesop Rock Gaz?
1: Never never listened to it before. Wow. Cool. It's a name I'd heard. It's you know, it's a name I'd kind of heard and seen in you know, in in my kind of periphery hmm. um peripheral vision. Yeah. Say. But this is um yeah, this this is glorious, man. This is I mean I've used the phrase dad rap on here before. Yeah. It's, uh, 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 it's 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 just a, a wonderfully kind of old school hip hop album with kind of crackle and bounce directly from the mid to late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a real kind of laid back style to rhythmic flow. It's got an almost conversational style to it rather yes. than confrontation. Yeah. Conversation, not confrontation. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Anglia, Anglia Square, not Leicester Square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, With the productions like well '90s as well, Uh, you know, a real smorgasbord of kind of squelchy keys and funk guitars, soulful backing vocals, and the big beats and the kind of loose concept based of uh, based on like dystopian corporate oppression, wrapped up in like kind of nerd rap rhymes and lazy electronica. This is fucking amazing. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. I I'm really annoyed myself that I've slept on him, Mm. um, or hadn't kind of gone in.
0: Mate, it, it, uh, I, me
1: I, too. I, I need people, in regards to like hip hop and stuff, I need people to kind of tell me, Gaz, you will like this. I need Dave Fenson to message me and go, Gaz, listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to, you know, whoever. I need people to go, you will love this. Check this out. Because there's kind of so much of it. I just kind of, I'm very, I mean, I've said it on here before, I'm very kind of like, stuck in, you know, for for a long period I was just only listening to the same stuff, you know Delosal, Public Enemy, NWA, all that kind of stuff I was yeah, listening yeah. to that, I hadn't moved on you know, when it got to the jiggy era, we spoke about it before, I was just like no, not for me, thank mm-hmm. you very much, I'll just go back to over there they're, they're doing the stuff which I find a lot more interesting, I've never kind of ventured forward from there, and I know I fucking need to because I know there's some incredible stuff about and this is a perfect example of of, of the incredible hip-hop that's about at the moment, you said it, but you said it last year. That it was a really slow start to the year for hip hop, but by the end of the year, there was so much incredible stuff coming out. Yeah, and, and this, this is, is this is, is yeah. what this is one of the best hip hop albums that I've heard from last year. No question. No oh,
0: question, mate. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, you mentioned it's a kind of concept album about the effects of technology and consumerism. It's also got a lot of personal yeah. stuff on there, and I think the thing about Aesop Rock yeah. that I really love is that you know not only does he have, um, a, I, I'm not going to say he's got a basic style, but I think he's got quite a kind of. I think his flow is pretty you know i uh, well,
1: it's kind of rhythmic and rhythmic,
0: it, yeah you know, it's not
1: but it, you know, you it, it's almost kind of refreshing to to hear a hip hop artist doing that now,
0: yeah, I think that. it's very, yeah.
1: it's very much like back in the day it was ten a penny where it was that yeah but you know you just don't really kind of get that now, and it's actually quite refreshing to hear that kind of that rhythmic kind of style again it's he's lovely.
0: certainly not like a bad rapper but I think when you no. listen, when you, no, you know no, like no, Billy so. Woods is on this album when you consider like the way in which Billy Woods can or you know when we're talking about Danny Brown and, and people like that and you just think like what they can do and the way that they do things in comparison or someone like you know I'll go back to David Diggs from Clipping like he's not yeah. trying to do this really Ace Rock. he's trying to kind of you know just get the stories that he's trying to tell out and he does yeah. in a really brilliant way and he's very very good um, at getting his message across and getting the emotion of those things across i think like that's as important as having a unique flow and it it kind of it is unique to him because even though he sort of you could go oh he sort of sounds like one of those rappers he because of the things he says and the way he says it he still does sound like himself i think he's really funny and you know it's um you would say eighteen songs over over more than an hour. You'd think it would be quite a kind of pa- patience testing record, but it never loses you because it has so many great songs and it's got so many excellent stories on it. And the way kind of um, the way ITS uh, the, the ITS way starts is like an fucking eighties advert directed by yeah, Michael it's like an Bay. infomercial. It's Yeah, great. It's yeah. Like, I love
1: how it starts. That's so good.
0: And then you get into the album <laughs> proper with Mindful Solutionism, and weirdly, weirdly. <coughs> This is not an insult, by the way. It's actually a compliment. But it reminds me. Of, it reminded me of Limp Biscuit
1: because, <laughs>
0: you know, you've got a rapper who does the thing. I'd say he's a far more accomplished rapper than Fred Durst unquestionably.
1: But I'm a far more accomplished rapper than Fred does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's yeah. got a bit of that Wes Borland style driving riff to it, and the beats are quite similar. And the weird little yeah. glong glong glink, glink glom, bong, yeah. glong stuff yeah. that happens in it, it's all there. And You know, it's got a lot of that going on. It's got really interesting musical ideas. I mean, I know you said it kind of it sits in a sort of mid nineties feel to it. And I think Aesop Rock and his voice does definitely help that. I actually think there's there's bits and bobs that kind of tag team in from the past and the future in this, if if you were to kind of place it within the nineties. Because, you know, you get the um loads of weird but pounding beats on that um that with that hooker i'm always in something i'm i I'ma always in something that's a great hook on infinity yeah. Phil goose down which goes kind of 80s electro has this big guitar riff and then turns into like original nes game music for a second yeah. right like eight bit <laughs> yeah. nes game music yeah. and then like i say billy woods rocks up on living curfew well good oh, and again you know kind now. of really intense and jittery when Aesop rocks on it but then the beat kind of drops out and you get this like vocal sample and it's a really kind of like heartbroken really kind of impassioned soulful vocal and Billy Woods is so much you know more behind the beat than in front of the beat and it's it's flow kind of it just sort of darts in and out and around the beat as opposed to just sort of hitting it and hitting it and hitting it in that you know very very satisfying way that Aesop Rock does so it's a really good trade-off and I think Kayanti Toothpick which I love as well reminds me a bit of what Cassie Stead was doing on that album that you know was my yeah fucking third favorite album of the year right like yeah. and he shouts out Minor Threat and the lyrics to that as well which is great you got so many good songs like Salt and Pepper Sample and Salt and Pepper Squid which <laughs> is brilliant yeah, yeah, it's um, great. <laughs> I think my second favourite song on the album is Aggressive Steven, uh, which I like that title. (laughs) I might start referring to to myself as that. What's that referring to, Steve? (laughs) Uh, It's the story of someone with a mental illness uh, who invades his home and it starts like it's all a bit weird and it's almost like a kind of comedy sketch. And by the end, it's got a really nice sort of profound, um, his sort of empathy for that person is really, really interesting. He's a really good storyteller, Aesop Rock really brilliant storyteller yeah. and you know the last song on it um black snow is sort of electro latin mashup thing and you get that kind of almost porter's Z style trip hop hmm. female vocal and then it goes really funky yeah you just like it, it never really sits still that much no it's it great. doesn't at all. it's always
1: it's, it's a it's a big fucking melting 100 styles which could be so easy to get wrong. But that's also a, another one of its strength because that's why it keeps your attention throughout that kind of hour, you know, running yeah. time. Because it, it never stays in the same place for longer than like ten, fifteen seconds. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Mm.
0: yeah, brilliant. I've got to say though, my favourite song on the record is definitely, definitely, hundred feet. Yeah,
1: that's great. Salt squid for me. liquid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But liquid bass and bowling rhythms and it is a song about him as a kid going out for breakfast at a diner and Mr. T B. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so you just go, What a weird brilliant. thing to write a song about. It's brilliant. No fools, no yeah. suckers. Be, yeah, good, to Be good to your mother. Like,
1: <laughs> there is no other like mother. <laughs> yeah
0: it's fucking pity every last one one yeah. one it's yeah. so good th- th- this album yeah. is brilliant he is uh, really he's a really star. great asap yeah. rock and um and i'll be talking about when we do our next catch up of the albums we've been listening to this month yeah. with sam um we'll be talking about uh, asap rock more because i listened to another one of his albums yesterday and he's excellent so integrated tech solutions by aesop rock is out now it is wicked right let's do the heavy metal thing for a second shall we green lung this heathen land the third album from the london-based occult rock lads the follow-up to 2021's black harvest album which i never Mm. listened to a lot of people talking about green lung last year rich came on the show talked about them merlin came on the show and talked about them uh we had dave coming on The show after the download festival and talking about them. I, as somebody who is who has got the first six Black Sabbath albums, and you have to be really fucking good to get my attention. (laughs) Yeah, if you're someone who owns those first six Black Sabbath albums, I wasn't super excited by the idea of Green Lung, I wasn't like, oh. Everyone's saying, how great, this stoner band are. I must go and listen to them. I don't really care about stoner rock. I couldn't give a fuck. I couldn't really give a fuck about it as a scene. Um, I've got the things I need. But I've got to say, this is one of those rare occasions, I think, where this is worth the excitement that the people that we're talking about were saying, that this had something really special going on. And I think... I think they're right. I think this heathen land manages to do so much with a genre that has very very little room for creative maneuvering. Um the individual songs are about various kind of occult pagan things from the history of British mm. folklore mixed in with some genuinely awesome killer riffs, you know, like you most of these bands They live or die by their riffs because that's basically all they've got. Green Lung have those riffs and so much more. Super catchy vocals, doomy, sabbathy, heaviness, psychedelic, wild organ lines as well. Mate, this album is, is you know, for one of these albums, for a type of music which I'm not that invested in, Mm. I think this is a banger of a record. Absolute banger of a record. God. Hi. <laughs> go on. What are you saying?
1: I'm a bit worried about expressing my opinion now. <laughs> no, no. Go on. I, like you said, I've got the first. Well, you know, I I'd say the first nine Sabbath albums for me. Um. Yeah. Wow. I will go first ten because I really, I really like um Born Again. <laughs> oh, I can't call it Born Again. Um. Okay. But. You know, I, I, I but I, unlike you, I love Stone Rock. Have done since a good friend of mine played with some Kaius. Uh, I still love Kaios. but again, I've got all that I need. You know, I've got Fu Manchu, I've got Nebula, I've got Kaios, I've got Orange Goblin, I've got fucking Jesus Firebird. You know, and there's a million fucking bands out there. Yeah, end of level boss, stuff like um. Hmm. You know Capricorns and stuff like that. I, I, I love it. Th- to me, this is this isn't a stoner rock album for me. I I I no, I, I, I haven't listened to this right because I know the hoopla of this album had mm. kind of um, you know spawned. So I I and, and everyone was kind of ah oh, you know it was in so many people's kind of end of year lists. Um, people kind of you know raving about them and I've. I listened to it, you know, for the first time uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and again, like Creeper, I should love it. I should love it. It's, you know, all kind of old school kind of heavy metal histrionics and satanic lyrics. And all the kind of, you know, songs about, you know, pagan witch trials and stuff like that. I should, I love, it. I love all that shit. I love it. But, you know, like, unfortunately, like Ghost... This is all style over substance for me. I've, again, I've, I've, I've tried so hard to get into Ghost over the years. It just, you know, I don't know. It, it, to me, it just seems way too fucking cheesy and calculated. Again, I know I'm in a minority, and that's fine. You know, um, I'd love people to kind of tell me why they love this band uh, so much. And, you know, I'd include Ghost and Creeper in that, you know. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, you know, there's stuff on here that like that Dio was doing and he was getting fucking crucified for him during his career. You know. He wouldn't be no. now. No, no, no. Fuck, so I wish Dio was still you, around. You, so I really thought. <laughs> oh
0: God. Yeah, but mate, I think you've got to kind of go, okay, but that's the... You know the the cream always rises yeah, to the top. No, true. I would say, and years yeah. later, like you know, Dio w- wasn't cool by any stretch of imagination. In the you know, when you're probably referring to the the '90s Dio period or whatever. Well, like, even yeah, the even the '80s fucking- though,
1: when he was fighting that fucking blow up dragon on stage and stuff. I think even back then, people were just like. I don't know, mate, that's a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah.
0: And look, it, it it is silly and I think, you know, the the thing about I've got no problem
1: with I've got no problem lo- with, with, with silly stuff though. No, no. I mean to be me, honest if you want an album that's chock full of kind of pagan stuff and witch trial stuff like this, I would I would recommend you go and listen to a bag of Circulus. They're a battle of the mid oh, okay. they are on Rise Above, a Lee Dorian's label. And they were kind of. They had a, their debut album is called The Lick on the Tip of an Envelope, Let, yet to be sent. It's fucking wonderful. And it's so much better than this. Yet that album came out in 2004, 2000, 2005, sorry. And, you know, got completely fucking ignored. And I, think, I there was a couple of reviews that were very kind of sniffy and, oh, look at these fucking pagan pricks. You know. Whereas now, it, mm. it's.
0: Well, we had a little, there was a boom of it that came around kind of 2011, 2012, wasn't it? And I think that now you've got, I mean, for me, the thing about it is, is that if you gave me an occult rock, pagany, like all that kind of stuff like Wicked Wisdom (laughs) and uh, I can't, I just, I genuinely can't remember. There were a bunch of them, weren't there? Mm. There were a bunch of them around 2012, 2011, 2012. 13 going yeah. into a bit and i just i you know i didn't give a fuck about any of that stuff mm. i just thought like you know it's all a bit worthy it's all a bit serious yeah. and it kind of it wasn't that heavy and it, i just thought well you know you got sabbath yeah, and you've
1: got a bunch of that, stuff that's the thing right i thought this was going to be so much heavier than it was with a na- with a name like green lung you know th- th- the name green lung that that conjures up visions of bands like fucking bongzilla for me do you remember bongzilla yeah, to, to something so super sludgy and heavy, and rah, 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 kind of vocals. I was expecting something super fucking gnarly and heavy like that, and you know what I got was was was, was something completely different. I mean, like the. The synth line in, in Maxine actually annoys the shit out of me. Oh, I think that's a good oh, song. Oh, okay, well, I absolutely love
0: it. I love that there you song. Go. I think it's brilliant. But mate, again, you know, like for me, it's like. But God,
1: I should like that it's got this that kind of like new wavy kind of synthy thing, which I love.
0: Yeah, it's. it's it's that i think this is the thing with it like i don't really care if they're heavy or not i think the tunes are massive like i, I you know they've got they've got good riffs like great riffs yeah i'm gonna say great riffs i think there's some great guitar riffs on it but they're not played like they don't, they're they not doing that like super down tuned heavy like you know no, no, that's, the fair. Fucking that's a, in your so teeth why are they thing. getting
1: called a stoner rock band then they're not stoner but maybe that's what it was people were like oh they're a stoner rock band it's like well they're not they're not at all
0: uh, yeah, I think, well, you know, I I think because of the way they look, the way okay. they dress, the things they talk about, and the things they're sort of inspired I've never by. Seen, I'm just, just going to
1: Google what they look like. Cause I not, I haven't actually seen what they look like.
0: <laughs> I mean, they look like a stoner rock band, I would say. They look like a, you know, they look like yeah, a kind oh of... Oh,
1: God, yeah, um, yeah, they do, don't they? Oh, stoner by rock. Oh, stoner.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't think that they should necessarily... Uh, worry too much about like what they get categorised as because ultimately, you know, for me, the, the reason why I, I like Ghost, and I, you can see why Ghost has oh, got big. Yeah. I think the, the, the amalgam of, you know, Ghost, to me at this point, are more like Death, uh, Death oh, than
1: they yeah. are. Well, yeah, like when I they started, it was, they were like fucking Blue Öyster Cult. And, they are, and if they'd stayed the way That's, they'd sounded on, what was the first album called? Was it Eponymous, Euronymous or something? Oh, Eponymous. Yeah, something it like it, yeah. Like
0: that. Eponymous, yeah,
1: deals. yeah, right. uh But yeah, if they stayed like that, they they would not have become. I love I love the fact that that they're getting more kind of preposterous and more hair metal as they go mm. along. I'm actually liking them more now than I did when I, you know, when James hatfield was like, "This mm. is the greatest band of all time," you know, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever,
0: mate." I I think Green Lung have that thing like you know they they've been compared to Ghost a lot and people still do call Ghost like a you know a doom stoner. Yeah. Fucking Ew. yeah, but I, I mean, you know, like I, I know there's obviously a difference between Sludge and Doom and Stoner, but it is quite easy to kind of just lump a band who look a bit like that into that, yeah, that no, world. And if fair. you're really into that world, I can see that why, why that might annoy you and you might do that. like yeah, oh, but no, they're oh, not yeah. Stoner, they're Doom. Oh, god, oh god, that oh, one of, of those pricks, aren't I? <laughs> oh, no, uh,
1: I know it's I'm clearly not tech, not tech fucking not death that. metal, clearly. Aren't you listening? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's,
0: it's technical death metal, not uh death technical metal.
1: Not, uh, brutal <laughs> yeah. technical death metal.
0: And um yeah. oh, and no. I think yeah. I think Green Lung bring in stuff from like early Pink Floyd's, you know, yeah, all kind of that. um uh you know the, the 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 kind of Sid Barrett Pink Floyd era, I think bits of like the Beach Boys and that whole kind of um you know San Francisco sixties thing. I think I know they're really into stuff like Bad Brains, cool. you know? And I don't think you can necessarily hear the influence of Bad Brains on this record. But I think they just have a slightly different approach to it. I think the thing that I like about this is, is that I that before the look and the themes and the this and then that and the sound, I think the songs, to me, feel like they're being served first and foremost. Yeah. And if it means that it's not as heavy then it's not as heavy and if it means it doesn't kind of convey pure stoner rock energy and it doesn't fit in with exactly what you think of when you think of a doom band and they don't they don't sound exactly like what they look like i actually see that as you know some people might go oh there this is just fucking you know a bit like ghosts and a lot of people i've gone just sound like ghosts but i think I prefer that to just another band doing a 10-minute long riff yeah. where they go rum, rum, no, rum, rum, I can't see both
1: sides of the think I think if, if, if I'd probably li- listened to the album like when it first came out last year, before I'd heard, i read a million and one things about them and kind of made up my own mind before I'd read anything. Or listen to other people's kind of thoughts and opinions, maybe I would have probably liked it more. Maybe. I, I don't know maybe. why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. Probably because it didn't actually come up. Cause maybe because, yeah, we never sort of got around to, to reviewing it. Maybe that was,
0: yeah, we were going to review it and then I can't remember why we, we got bumped, didn't it, for something I just couldn't yeah. remember. But which, you know, but I think I'd given it one kind of cursory listen and I was like, oh, it's cool. And hadn't really kind of got into it. Whereas then I think, you know, i listened to it before it came out actually i got sent in before yeah. it came out so i gave it kind of one cursory listen and i was like right okay i know i know what this is do you know what i mean and then i was like oh we don't need to review it because I, I don't i don't know how much it's going to really connect with people and then when it did i was like oh i should go yeah. back to that and i did and i went back to it and i was like oh it's really good and now i have I've found myself like the hooks of it and all the tunes yeah. are i mean maxine witch queen i i really love it's like that careering organ-led banger Like it, uh, it's really good, and I just think you know, it feels all. I I like you know, it's sort of about serious things, but it feels quite like ghost trainy as well. Yeah, you know, it's sort of spooky rather than actually arcane and destructive, which is cool.
1: I think. Fair, absolutely fair, mate. Fair. All
0: right. Anyway, let's Mm. move on. Uh, This Heathen Land by Green Lung, that's out now. Obviously, all of these things are came out last year. Right, Dave Fenton suggested this and we've chucked it in. North American Adonis by Buck65, Do- Dose One and Gel, the long-awaited collaboration from the US trio who the rap, poetry, spoken word, production, collective. Dave said this is one of his fave five albums of 2023. 25 years in the making, as he discussed. If you want to go back to that episode, you can hear the sort of story behind how this album has been basically shelved a bunch of times since 1998 and ended up coming out last year and i can't for the life of me believe that this is what would have come out if it had been released in 1998 but this is fucking again this is fucking great it's 35 minutes it's lots of short weird backpack crate dug nerd rap like it's fucking bizarre in places. Genuinely quite bizarre. They've actually managed to chuck in some cool modern references as well, you know, in on men. Yeah. We're normal men. We're ordinary men like yeah. that mean yeah. thing. Um
1: <laughs> It's ordinary men.
0: And yeah, what what a what a fucking funny little
1: album this <laughs> is. Yeah. but uh, this, this yeah. It's what it's wonderful. Again. Boom bat nerd rap heaven. Um I just can't quite believe that it's been yeah 20, it's been shelved for twenty five years. That's just it's crazy. It is it's crazy. You know the story that you know they sort of told was it was amazing. You know, Al- alive in a landfill is is something my ears has been waiting years for. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so so good. Really good. Yeah, men, yeah, men as well. You know, it has that kind of beasties, anything goes attitude and sense of humour, mm. all kind of squelchy beats and you know, DIY recorded using you know dogshit equipment. It's just a glorious, kind of, succinct, old-school listen. And as soon as it finishes, because it's so fucking short to put it on again, mate. Put it on again.
0: Yeah it is really good yeah it's it's 35 minutes you've got i mean my favorite song on it is uh uh like this and like that (laughs) it's like this and like there's like this which you know sounds like some kind of goblin version of the beastie boys (laughs) but it's also got this like really amazing guitar lick on it as well like they're so you got you know there's a song even when the songs are like 90 seconds long like og press you get this kind of honky blues sort of beat almost like kind of americana blues bluegrass hip-hop right but it stays like that for about 30 seconds and then it just goes Goes wild wild into all these like weird noises and the three of them it really like considering this album has been being put together for 25 years it sounds like they've just made it up on, on the spot. And I mean that as a compliment as well, because it just feels like three people experimenting with sounds and seeing what comes yeah. out. It all feels really organic and interesting and just live and in the moment. Yep. And yeah, it, it, it's really good. I mean, again, one of my favourite is um, Give the Drummer Some, which is mostly just <laughs> cymbals it's <laughs> mostly just like yeah. a symbol a, a yep. loop with like people with the three of them like going ah, 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 like kind yeah, of barking at each other for a few <laughs> minutes it's fucking brilliant yeah it's, I mean the last song full effect just sounds like a lot of bins being chucked down the <laughs> stairs but one of them starts saying they're a snow leopard and talking about ceramic cats yeah. you're like this is a this is such a like it's brilliant
1: yeah, it is but, brilliant but <laughs>
0: it's such a weird out I I don't know how it took you 35 years yeah. working on this I, I I'm I'm sure there's more to it than yeah, that like that I'm sure be. there is but like but considering this just feels like such a kind of like, blur, yep. Do you know what I mean? When sometimes an artist makes albums and they just sort of go, right, let's get together and see what comes out and just be like, yeah it's all yep. going on. And we're not going to change it. It's like, whatever happens, happens. That's what this album feels like. And I'm, I think that's really, really exciting. And the fact that there are so many, like, hooks and big tunes and massive beats and catchy stuff, and it's so short, it, it's just really exciting. It's just a really, really exciting yeah, record. It's,
1: incredible. It's, it's incredibly exciting. It's, it's an absolute joy to listen to. It's so much fun. It makes me laugh. When I to it. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: funny. You know, like we've had two hip hop albums yeah. so far and both of them are, are genuinely yeah. like at points laugh yep. out loud yep. funny. And, yep. and they're not like gimmicky no, not either. You could look at either of them and go like, oh well one's a concept album and one's yeah. like a thirty year long. Like blah, 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 blah. But they're not no, gimmicky not at, at all. all. They're actually they feel really kind of um kind of genuine yeah. i think uh, uh, so yeah. good i put this on yeah. after dave suggested yeah. it uh, on a train ride up yeah. to london and i think i listened to it twice yeah. back to back and i was sort of sitting there and i was a bit like I, if anyone had seen me they'd have been like is that guy having like, a stroke yeah. or something <laughs> he keeps like his twitching his eyes are twitching <laughs> and stuff like it's yeah it's really good really good were well, you familiar not with any of these three not so so buck 65 i had known i knew the name and the other two no. i didn't i didn't know no. the band.
1: That's cool, oh, cool right as though. fuck. Thank you, Dave, for uh, bringing this to uh, my ears. Mm. Great shout,
0: Dave. North American Adonis, Buck 65, Dose One, and Gel. That is out now, as is. Now, this is a record. I think this might be the oldest one that we're talking about, mm. actually. Uh, it's called The Record by Boy Genius. So this is yeah. the debut album from the supergroup trio of a kind. Kind of like a uh, a fey female indie travelling wilderness. Yes. In a lot of ways, yeah. this is uh, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, Boy Genius. They have been together as a collective officially since 2018, and this is the first full-length album that they have put out, which came out in March, which is a really fucking long, That's time, long time ago. This it's March, this came out. It's
1: a long time. God, ago. Yeah, it came out in March. No, call Lummy, uh, call Blivey. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh,
0: did you? You made me some water. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: it's uh... uh, yeah, it's a rare beast. It's a supergroup album that's actually decent. Hooray! I know. We finally got one in our lifetime, Steve. Yeah.
0: We, got, we got, one. got one, we got the Duke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they dig oh, oh, watched really that right, last mate. week. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, you... I that might be my favourite Robin De It is my favourite Robin De Niro, De Niro that,
1: film. I know we're going brilliant. off on a, on a on a on a thing here, but all those scenes with, with, with De Niro and Charles Grodin, all improvised. Yeah. All fucking improvised. Fucking, fucking genius. Absolutely brilliant. What's so good? I,
0: I was because I watched it when I was a kid sorry we are going off on it. Yeah. I watched Midnight Run when I was a kid and I was under the impression that I was the only person who knew that it was great and then yeah, years later like, people going the oh thought... the best Buddy yeah, Road movie ever, ever ever and I was like oh I don't remember there being any hype about this no. when it came out and now no. suddenly it's a sort of classic cold classic brilliant
1: cult classic not yeah, bestseller absolutely cult classic yeah Yap It Cotto the copper was the FBI copper yeah Broke absolutely brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah he took my small so, Um i was gonna go get some donuts <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway back right. to boy yeah Genie. back to so he yeah says, uh, here we go in... um uh, yeah so
0: uh, go on gas so yeah the, 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 i guess the reason i didn't initially listen to this and it got good reviews, so i yeah. thought at some point in the year, i can't remember when i first listened to it but at some point in the year i thought i'd check it out and i was like yeah it's pretty good and then i never got around to bringing it back in because it felt like it was yeah. too long oh, and dah, 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 dah. um julian Day, uh, sorry uh, julian baker And Lucy Dacus, I've listened to a little bit of. I'm much more familiar with the work of Phoebe Bridges. I like, I like Phoebe Bridges. I'm not like a a super fan of her work at all, but I like her. So I think I just was a bit like, this is probably going to be what I expect it to be, and it kind of is what I expected Mm. it to be. But I think it's maybe my favorite thing that any of them that I've heard any of them have put. Yeah, I'd
1: agree with that. I'd agree with that. It's It's wonderful. You know, um, like a few of the kind of standout tracks, like uh, $20 is like 90s indie pop heaven. Um, mm-hmm. Not Strong Enough is, is like Sheryl Crow meets New Order, which I'm yeah. absolutely on board with that. <laughs> if, that if that could yeah. be a thing, take my money, please. You know, with incredible kind of Joni Mitchell esque um, harmonies. Love Joni Mitchell. It's yeah. essentially exactly the way an indie rock album. Should sound to me you know all kind of seethingly kind of pissed off lyrics <coughs> oh, excuse me um, still got that cough by the way um, yeah, yeah it, it's still it? there motherfucker man it's been about a month now um, yeah all kind of seethingly pissed off lyrics kind of wonderful kind of uplifting guitar melodies are full of that kind of quiet confidence um, and, it's, and it's a fucking delight to listen to and again I think it would have been like banging down the door of my top 20 yeah, yeah is completely passed. I think this completely passed me by because of uh, you know my um, my six music amnesty. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> there's another reason why I'm pissed off <laughs> with six music. Yeah. Never mind the fact you got rid of fucking Keaveny. Yeah, I would have heard this if I'd been listening to six music because I'm sure they would an all over list like a fucking deep, deep. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. They were. Um, yeah, it is. It is absolutely. Glorious! I've actually ordered it on vinyl um, a couple of days mm. ago. Hopefully, winged its way mm. through the post. I was hoping it was going to be here today, but might be tomorrow. This is it's, it's this perfect kind of nineties esque kind of. I don't know. How you could kind of like compare it to. I mean, just a bit like like. Do you remember Belly? It's a bit like <laughs> Belly. It's a bit of Breedersy in places because more mellow, mellow kind of Breeders. Mad- uh, not matter road. Um, Oh, what the fuck! That is, terrible. yeah, but no, yeah, there wasn't. No, the one I'm thinking. Of, the, uh, the band that Hope Sandoval sung for. Oh, I can't fuck they were called, uh, but anyway. Uh. Um, yeah, it's 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 wonderful, and it, there is an album like this that's going to be coming out. Um, what well, is is actually going to be coming out, and I think in a couple of months. Uh, it's it's one of the albums I'm looking for most this year by a band called The Baby Seal, who sounds exactly like this. Yeah. Yeah, Right, okay. Yeah. So I wish I will definitely be bringing that in, mate, as of when it gets released.
0: Sweet. Okay, good. Well, I think that, you know, like I say, this is sort of what I expected it to sound like, you know, partially crunky indie rock with lackadaisical vocals and, you know, super slight, uh, very delicate, wistful folk harmonies in other places. And it sort of sums up the entire individual careers of the three yeah. people that make it. And I like it a lot. I definitely feel that when it gets to the sort of harder and it's not super hard, but I think there is kind of harder, more kind of rocky stuff yeah. on here. I think that's, again, the stuff that I like a lot, but the lushness of the opening to this yeah. album, you know, which, um, you know, with, with you, without them does give a really kind of lush counterpoint to the stuff that is a bit more clattering like Anti-Curse which uh, sounds like a Kim Deal's pixie song in a lot of ways you know like it's got cool 90s riff it's got lots of riffs and choppy kind of you know stringy guitars and it's got you know those kind of airy drums and it's got beautiful harmonies it reeks of cool when they do do that effortless cool doesn't it yeah it really does and I mean for me best song Satanist that kind of alt rock feel with those beautiful harmonies and it just drives and you know it's got a kick drum sound that is drier than the fucking Sahara (laughs) desert and it just feels like it's a little bit more aggro than a lot of stuff but yeah a a very very good record and again like you know i slept in it i heard a couple of songs i mean yeah they did they did play on six music um but yeah it's good i mean it's not my favorite favorite of the show that we're doing today but it's definitely really yeah. good. So yeah, there you go, boy oh, genius. Yeah. The records is out now, as is something to give each other by Troy Sivan, the third Sivan. album from the Australian oh. singer. <laughs> the third album from the Australian singer songwriter, Follow up to his twenty twenty album in a dream. I had heard the name Troy Sivan a fair bit over the years. I think he's an actor as well. I believe
1: he looks like someone that might have been in Home and Away at one point. Do you know what I mean? He's got that sort of look about yeah, him. Yeah,
0: he does. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh But this is the first time i listened to the music of Troy mm. Sivan. How about you, Gav? Have you heard oh, this guy before?
1: No, of course I fucking haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, That's I fine. wish I had. It's, this is great. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm got to use, use a Stephen Hill word. sophistipop. isn't it? But this, I think.
0: Hey, I can't take credit for that. I can only take credit for the term "stiffification" <laughs> of hardcore.
1: Merch in coming. I am having. Get them out. on the rock, kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is yeah. great. You know, wonderfully kind of sexy falsetto-driven electro pop. A- absolutely fine with that. Bit of a crowded field these days, but it it's is. you know, it's it's. i I'm not sure what you have to do in that field to get yourself kind of hey, look at me, look what I'm doing over here. But like, but you know, Rush, Rush, the song Rush is fa- is fantastic. It's, it, sounds like, it sounds like Groove Jet to me. Remember Groove Jet? Mm. Why does it feel bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel bad. Oh, actually. did you see so, yeah, Sophie Ellis Baxter's um, Murder on the Dance Floor is back in the top 10 as a result of the licking the bath scene? In, uh, that, what's that Netflix show? S- S- Saltburn? It's called Saltburn,
0: yeah. yes, Amazon, I believe. Yeah. Not Netflix is it yeah Netflix, Netflix I think yeah I haven't, I haven't
1: watched it but I've seen lots of people's it. My kind mate of reaction to watch it. shots of people watching the bathtub scene
0: right but, yeah I'm sort of aware of what happens but I haven't yeah. had a chance to watch it yet but yeah so. apparently as a result of
1: that Sophia Lusbeckster's Murder on the Dance Floor" is back well, in the top 10 it should be happy yeah, fucking days it should never be out of the top 10 really it, it should just it be should there just, you know <laughs> it is it owns it is top 10 um, but yeah yeah Groove Jet yeah, you know, there's, there's a name you sort of don't hear at all these days, really. Um, yeah, still, still, Gossip is is a gospel-led kind of heartbreaking post-breakup tune. Uh, got got me started. Um, you know, it's a wonderful kind of sophisticated pop tune with an old-school garage beat. It's 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 a really fucking solid electro-pop album with the emphasis on pop. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's such a fucking crowded field you know it's really good I mean I don't know how well this album has done Steve um, I don't know if you've got any dates up mate,
0: but give you commercial performance yeah I'd be interested to uh, know it debuted at number one in well, Australia you yeah, see that I bet it's a megastar uh, in went Australia went into yeah US billboard it reached top okay. 20 well. and uh, it doesn't seem to it hasn't, it hasn't got US UK um here we go charts let me oh it has got uk are number 4 okay it peaked at number 4 in the uk not that
1: it really means much uh, well.
0: number 2 in new zealand, new zealand and yeah, yeah. top 20 in the us one in australia three in holland mm. five in croatia uh, four in lithuania it looks like he's done pretty pretty good i mean i let me i'm going to see how, how old is it how old is he, is just he? While we, is he while he's we, a kid
1: right is he he's a kid he's, He's yeah, pretty yeah, young,
0: yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody's pretty young compared to <laughs> Thanks, us, unfortunately, mate. guys. But yeah. he's got thirty million monthly oh, listeners on Spotify, lying. so he, he's he's doing all right. Thank you. He's doing all right for himself. Um, yeah. I think this is all right. Oh, yeah, I'm not as keen on okay. it as you are. Uh,
1: I'm
0: not as keen on it. I think the rush is yeah, good. It's wonderful. I think it's like a, a decent. It's a finger pointing <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> not as in like I'm pointing my finger no, at you. I'm pointing my finger at like, the disco the, ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, it's a finger pointer. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know, and I do like that. I think it's not as good as the next song, Where the Time You Are Is. I think that's actually that has got um a real kind of strip uh, sort of strut and skipping strut yeah. to it. And I think it gets even better. On in my room, which is really good, especially when I don't know if you notice it, Gaz. At the end, it does a kind of swell and sweep like classic disco era Bee Gees. Yeah,
1: yeah. It does yeah, a bit does. of Bee Gees. I was like oh, yeah, you, you've done a Bee yeah. Bee Gees there. I think that maybe that's why I but, like it because there's quite a bit of disco influence, old school disco influence on is, this album. I think, oh, okay, that's yeah. I yeah, think that's probably why I like it. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah. Now that's fine. Though, yeah. but I do feel like some of it is a little bit wet and not actually that interesting
1: saccharine no but but no substance no substance
0: yeah it's a bit too much like football stadium intro music like there's a song called can't go back baby and it's just a bit nothing you know like quite a lot of it passes me by and i think when it gets a bit less when it's sort of when it's less high energy a bit like the peter gabriel album but without the other highs and without the kind of gravitas that peter gabriel brings and like comparing this to the Peter Gabriel album is actually a little bit mental, so I, I might have to like <laughs> <laughs> just like put where are you that going with this as well. No, I don't with... know. Um I just think when it gets too like, <laughs> I get a bit like. Yeah, that's, you know, fair. I don't know, that's no, fair. I don't know. But I think I'm d- saying I'm that choosing, though, I'm, I'm my favorite s- to get
1: those bits. I think that's what it is. The yeah end.
0: yeah S- saying that though my favorite song on it is silly even though that has got a bit of that love island yeah. music on it but it's still just oh, that really song's, good it's got fat bass well wet <laughs> nah, it is nah. i know and weirdly like that's the one that i was like oh this is actually really good but it made me go see it's not it's not the fact that it's sort of soft and a bit like flouncy because that song is that but i just i'm not sure that those that um, the hooks and a lot of it, it just it just didn't just didn't do it for me didn't quite do it for me i think this album is is quite good my first listen to it i was like oh i think i'll really like this yeah. and sort of four five six albums uh listens in i was a bit I like you would have liked oh uh, I, I thought
1: this would have been um, a bit of you mate honestly.
0: it's a sort of six out of ten for me fair. i think i think it's good i think it's got good things in it but it's not a consistently good album is what i would suggest
1: well fair.
0: sorry well. everyone Sorry, Troy. <laughs> like, you don't need fucking my patronage. No, anyway. he's got, all right. Like, he's got he's got he's thirty got million go. he's others. It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I know. Uh, thirty million and one now.
1: Ah, you me I'm talking about yeah. you. Yeah, I'm on Spotify though, so unlucky. Oh, <laughs> all right, okay.
0: to uh, so give each other by choice of Varna That is out now. As is the price of progress by the Hold Steady. So this is the ninth studio album from the Minnesota Heartland Rockers. The follow-up to the absolutely good 2021 album, Open Door Policy, had a few really good songs on that, but I would hardly say it was the finest thing that the Hold Steady ever made. And I think the Hold Steady have what you were just saying about Choice Savan, of like, oh, isn't it a crowded space to be kind of Heartland post Springsteen punks? It certainly is because there's a bloody lot of them <laughs> about, and there's some really good ones. Yeah. Some really, really good ones. And Hold Steady are a really, really good one of those ones. Yeah. Um, and I think this is an interesting record, you know. I think it's an interesting
1: record. It really is.
0: For a number of reasons. I
1: mean, I mean, I go mean, on, you I'll say, let you. Well, kick say off, it's, you say it's a crowded field. It wasn't a crowded field when the Hold first album came out in 2004. No one That's was true. fucking doing Heartland rock. Uh, well,. No, sorry, tell a lie. Yeah, they were hot water awesome music, Gaz. Hot water music, yeah. music, Gaz. But, it, you know, it wasn't the crowded field it was, kind of post-Gaslight, you know, where everyone was wearing, no. Oh, I quite like flat caps. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> and cat flaps. Yeah, and cat flaps and, yeah, shirts, shirts that are plaid. Um, this, is, this is their best album since Heaven is Whenever. I, see, I fucking love, I love the whole Steady. I love the whole Steady from when I first heard there was a tra- oh, track, what was the track called on on their debut album? Was it called, was it called Fred's? Was it called Fred's? was it Knuckles. That was it, Knuckles. Yeah, people call me Freddie Knuckles, but they really call me Freddie Fresh. And I, I heard that on like a rock sound CD, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's just some guy kind of talking over like a, you know, like a replacements riff. Mm what is this, It's you know, with but... a sprigsteen kind of piano on it, it's just like, this is weird, man. But I, but then I heard, you know, uh, uh, Boys and Girls of America, which I think is an absolute 10 out of 10 classic. It's, you know, songs that are stuck between stations and Chips Ahoy, and it's, it's our cinema, Jules Holland and stuff, and uh... mm. I, they seem to get a lot of kind of backing from a lot of the press, Kerrang were all over them, uh, the enemy, Melody Maker, like Q, Mojo, yeah. they were given a big old push. I think I think they are one of the most consistent bands of, of the 21st century. They're certainly the best bar band of the 21st century. You know, the the kind of live shows kind of border on biblical. I've seen them a couple of times. That they are fucking extraordinary live. You know, like I said, Springsteen Cross the Replacements. You know, that's a right old bit of gas that is. You know, Craig yeah. Craig Finn's storytelling is fucking is masterful a kind of a succession of like kitchen sink drama played out by bohemians and wasters. You know, the characters he writes about are interesting fucking people. I think a lot of them are real as well. I do generally think a lot of these people are real that he writes about. I um, mean, terms of kind of, you know, songs on the album sideways skull is a wonderful example of what I was just talking about. Kind of two old school rockers kind of trading war stories, each more sad than the last, uh, Sixers and his brutal tale of a um of a woman kind of crushing up um drugs in her apartment whilst watching ba- whilst watching basketball on the T V. It's, it's up there with some of the best tunes they've ever written. It's fucking hard.
0: And has one of the best endings oh, to yeah. the song that I've heard in fucking yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: absolutely fantastic. They are they are one of my absolute kind of favourite bands that have helped me through, you know, some pretty dark times in my life. Mm. And I'm actually quite annoyed that I forgot about this album, about when it from when it came out. It just, yeah, it just, yeah unfortunately, kind of passed me by. They are they are incredibly kind of consistent bands. Uh, Open door policy was, was all right. Um, you know, tr- trashing, thrashing through the passion was was okay. You know, Dead the haircuts on like that's great. That's great. But yeah, price of progress is it's great. It's a really really good mm-hmm. consistent kind of album. I I, yeah. I love I love his wordplay. I could just listen to him recite the fucking phone book. He's wonderful.
0: It's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I think it's funny actually because you know, I I, I was never into the whole Steady. I just never really got around to listening to him properly. It's only been the last sort of couple of albums yeah. that I've actually you know paid any attention. I think you should to. you should go listen and... to the early stuff,
1: mate. I really think you'll like it.
0: Yeah, I I you know, I I have, I have gone back and listened to a bunch of stuff okay. since and I think they are, you know, really really good. And you know, when the first song comes in, again, I mean again, this came out in March, so we completely fucking yeah. missed it. But the way the first song comes in with this kind of very lax riffs yeah. and synth yeah. parts and obviously those vocals are so drawled yeah. and he stuff. It just sounds and, like a drunken you know, guy at a bar,
1: it. Like, I love that kind yeah, of, like, kind of sloshy kind of delivery that he has. I love that.
0: And I expected to come out with the fist swinging and battering us. And it's more of a kind of rock waltz and the horns that kind of come into it. And then, you know, sideways skull comes in with a bit more oomph and, you know, it, it's really great. And, you know, that line about we are the champions and looking like Robert Plant, <laughs> you mix it with, and, and kind of do wop, you know, like, I was gonna say, mur- it's not murder ballad, Yeah, so kind of mur- murder, not murder, murder but like those 50s, what do they call those 50s? Like the rock and roll suicide 50s, like, songs about our johnny oh leader of the pack and stuff like that yeah and all that kind of stuff it's got like the backing vocals that could come from something like that and you're like oh that's kind of that transposed into the sort of modern era um and you know it's a it's a rare thing to get an album which starts pretty well gets better and then really gets better but you know the bluesy feel of carlos is crying i think is my favorite song on it and for all the talk about springsteen that's dylan goes electric you know i think yes Yes, Springsteen, yes, but that kind of harmonica and the mumble of the vocals, I think all add to the feeling of it being more towards a kind of Bob Dylan-esque thing. And it's, you know, every song has got better as the album has gone on, which is a very, very rare yeah. thing. I think the hot streak does kind of cool off slightly a bit after that. And I think, you know, you get a few... Um, A few less surprises and a few more standard Hold Steady songs. But like you mentioned, the end of 60s is great. The Bird Watchers is, again, those backing vocals are fucking fantastic. City Eleven sounds like the Eels (laughs) if they were, you know, playing stadiums. And, uh, you know, Distortions of Faith is maybe the most Springsteen they sound on a record where they are obviously going to get compared a lot. To Springsteen, so yeah, this is a, a very, very, very good album. They're a really good band, aren't they? They hold steady, really good.
1: I hold them incredibly close to to my heart, and um I'm just kind of glad that they're, they're another one that I, I was kind of, you know, they like when Boys and Girls in America comes out in 2006. They were kind of ma- massively hyped. I think they played Reading that year. Um, they're like, you know, I think, um. Stay Positive was like 2008. So that was the tour I saw them on. Um, fantastic album. I think the album like got top twenty and stuff. And it, it, it kind of seemed like okay, they could actually probably get quite big. Because by this point they were kind of always like kind of lumped in with that kind of Gaslight kind of Heartland Rock revival thing, even though they'd been going for years before that. But they kind of sort of hit a ceiling. You know, sort of after then really, and never, never, you know, again that's quite similar to Gaslight really. It you know? never sort of quite made that kind of jump. Um, but like Gaslight, I'm just glad they're still kind of making really good music. You know, really consistent. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the best album they've done in, in well over a
0: decade. Mm, it's really good. It's probably the best one I've heard since I've been sort of yeah. paying attention. Yeah, Price of Progress by the Hold Steady has been out for a yeah. long time. If you were interested in yeah. it, you probably yeah. heard it. Right now, this is a bit of me, beloved. Paradise Jazz by McKinley Dixon we have spoken about two excellent hip-hop albums already today this is the fourth album from the Richmond based rapper the follow-up to his 2021 album for mama or anyone who looked like her I had heard the name McKinley Dixon a few times over the last five or so years this actually came out in June and I sort of slept on it and it wasn't until I was kind of looking around and I saw how well it had been reviewed that I thought at some point I want to talk about this record. And man, I think this is one. Again, you said a few times, you know, how close would stuff have been to getting into your top 20 if you'd have heard it earlier or whatever. It was (laughs) too late in the day from when I actually listened to this for me to think, oh, I'm going to get it in my top 20. But it is fucking brilliant. You don't usually have a rap album that is 10 tracks and 28 minutes long which can manage to fit in everything from psychedelic spoken words, jazz rap, uh, big bombastic soul string songs and heavy, angry, murderously intense songs, literally name checking Slipknot. Um, throughout an album but here we are a record about McKinley Dixon's upbringing his life the things he saw in his childhood in a city growing up in you know I would have thought an underprivileged background and it manages to balance being both brutal and realistic and dreamlike and uplifting and inspiring all within 28 minutes like I say, 10 tracks in just under an hour. When it first fully kicks in after the kind of spoken word intro um, in on uh, Sun I Rise, it is just fucking glorious. Woodwind instruments and this liquid breathless flow that he has, that bass line, those backing vocals, those flute parts and drums just kind of interweaving between each other, hitting you hard and tickling you at the same time. It is fucking glorious this record glorious and that's just the first song <laughs> <laughs> uh, Um, Gaz I sent you this before Christmas and I went fucking yeah, damn yeah, you did um, what are you saying
1: I'm really glad you did blimey it's um, a wonderfully kind of succinct and classy journey there's real lushness to it and uh you know to the to the jazz inflections that provide the canvas um the music you know a lot of the words are kind of a direct references to um the words of tony rob uh, to tony robinson fuck say not baldrick fucking hell <laughs> baldrick.
0: <laughs> time team in it time team yeah, so, the album. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah tony morrison fucking hell um yeah. Um, and especially like her book that she released in 1987 which is called Beloved which is like based on like the true story of um an, mm. an African American enslaved woman It's mm. like absolutely incredible incredible book Um, but, like the, the the title of uh, of the album is an, an amalgamation of three of Dixon's favourite novels by her I don't know if you knew that yeah
0: yeah, I did nice. I saw that in the Wikipedia yeah, there you page, go, But I'm not familiar with any of it, but yeah. you
1: know, I right, yeah. It's uh yeah, Run 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 ha- it has a wonderful kind of plainness to it and uh, Life from the Kitchen has a wicked kind of smoky, 70s soul brass mm. classiness to it. This is this is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Boy it's oh boy, so I wish yeah, yeah. It is so yeah, it's so it's so
0: yeah. fucking dynamic <clears throat> for a 28 minute yeah. album.
1: It
0: really is. Uh, I think it's brilliant. It's um, a real, real classiness yeah, to it.
1: It's Yeah,
0: but then you get shit like mezzanine tripping, which comes in and and, and throws you off for how kind of brutal and unsettling yeah. and kind of gangster yeah. feeling it is. Those dynamics are so important. I mean, you mentioned like as soon as that sax comes in, that kind of wandering sax on Live from the Kitchen yeah. Table, talking Great. about, you know, like live, live from a Mama's Kitchen Table and, you know, about how she kind of, buries all of her her pain and her kind of you know her, her worries like in this kitchen around her family and stuff it's it's great tyler forever yep. has got that kind of little sims thing yeah. where it soars up yep. and then it just fucking explodes yep. into this almost kind of modern trap shuffle obviously about somebody who knew and somebody who died and there's the big slipknot shout out you know like um, i'm not gonna say the exact line but it's uh re- referring uh referencing his friends being partial to heavy music and particularly slipknot uh in in the streets uh which i thought was cool and you know every song pretty much i mean the story so far goes as hard as fucking rage against the machine it's got so much strut and power and purpose and it's about a robbery in a convenience store and it has again like you know the female feature i don't know who the the young girl is who comes in and does that bit at the end but again it's brilliant but for me on a posi tip because it's an up and down record yeah. i think it's an emotionally and yeah. musically up and down record run 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 is my favorite it just sounds like a massive soul yeah. banger i've got like xylophones you know yeah. but it's in it and it's just like running from the guns and the run, run like and all that and it sounds so fucking uplifting yeah. despite it being about being a kid in a playground and running from yeah. gunshots yeah. like what a brilliant yeah. Way to juxtapose,
1: yeah, the kind of playfulness sort of, kind of, that juxtaposes the kind of absolute harrowing yeah. darkness of the uh, the lyrics, yeah, the
0: lyrics, yeah, I, mate. I think this is totally oh, brilliant. This record, yeah. great, completely, completely yeah, brilliant. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Anything else to add to that? Cass?
1: No, but apart from thank you, great, mate.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I don't know when or where I found it yeah i'm glad you d- i'm really it. glad
1: you did mate i really am this is, yeah and this is it's every everyone needs to listen to this album it's it's, yeah, look, it's 28 pitch. minutes and 41 yes. seconds it's of your work life it's work art. it's brilliant fucking mm. brilliant
0: beloved paradise jazz by McKinley dixon that's out now as well this is one you brought in so i'm gonna say thank you to Hello. you because we got back to jury yeah i thought i was better than you you're not the seventh studio album, no, I'm not. Uh, the seventh studio album from the son of Ian Jury and uh, solo artist in his own yeah. right. Apolly, um, my girlfriend, is uh, quite into ah, Baxter nice. Jury. She said a few times, he supported somebody that we were going to go and yeah. see. I can't remember who it was now, but we didn't get there in time, unfortunately. So we missed oh. it. But she was like, oh, I'd like to get there to see Baxter Jury, but yeah. we didn't get there in time. But this was your suggestion. It was. Uh, and it's very interesting. It is. very interesting. A kind of a lot of comparisons can be made to almost a kind of like um, Phil Spector producing Sleaford mods. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, but better than sleeper mods. Definitely better than Sleaford mods. I, you know this? I would say yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I've loved kind of Baxter Joe for you know quite a few years. Now. The first song I heard by him, I think it was either like um, was it Miami or Prince of Tears? Like years and years ago, like coming across him. And like you know, absolute spitting image of his old man. And know. Like spookily so. Even with his diction and everything, it's like, it's like um It he, is really kind of one of my like favourite lyricists, all kind of East End underground beat poetry, kind of funny, biting, mm-hmm. tender, sometimes all at once. Like how he, you know, it's only Bass Drury that will start a song by going, I ain't your fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All sparse, kind of lo-fi production. um You know the trademark baritone snarl, the kind of slice and dice, free-form lyrics. Um, like Baxter, he always called it kind of um narrative-based, blokey indie-type talk music. That's how he. That's how he. That's his. You know, elevator pitch for what he does. It's a pretty yeah, dab Kids. Yeah. It's dab kids. Um. But you know, I, I I see it as kind of so much more than that. You know, it's like Aylesbury Boy is kind of a dark tale of of a kid yeah, with a so famous good. dad struggling with his past and mm. his surroundings. Um, you know, pale white Nissan drips with menace. Um, you know, crashes uh, is a mid eighties kind of keyboard banger. For,
0: crashes is really yeah. funny. She crashes her car into a much
1: bigger, bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: is a <laughs> brilliant, great, it? brilliant, so brilliant. Lyric. His his kind yeah. of
1: observational kind of lyrics are. Uh, that's he's he's so funny he's so funny um like i think it was when would it have been like april may june time 2020 when we were in that first kind of lockdown uh obviously lots of people were doing online gigs you know and one of the best ones i saw was baxter jury and his son in their front room just at the piano all casual just cat, you know. It was just like I was going to stop the song there. I was going to go get a drink. I'll be back in two seconds. Yeah, it. it was it was wonderful, um, and, and and all full of it's Just you know, all the songs are kind of you know full of shady characters doing shady shit. It's uh, yeah. and I love that. This is this isn't quite as good as oh god, previous album's called now. Bear with. It's not quite as
0: the previous album uh, was called the night. The night
1: Charles. That's the yeah, that's his kind of classics. It's work a genius. Yeah, I'm not your dog, Slumlord. Yeah, Samurai. Wonderful album, but this is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and he's yeah, he's good. great. He is great, and I it's I I not... I don't want him to be kind of known as you know son of Ian, because I think he's done enough. It it. Lot of his own stuff now, just kind of just, just he's just now Baxter to jury,
0: and he mentions it so yeah. much in such a great yeah. way. Like, I mean, sh- there's a song in it, Shadow, which is could again, that 50s doo wop yeah. thing, and it sounds like it could be an advert for like washing powder <laughs> yeah. from that time. And it's particularly brilliant about you know, this, this struggle, like making this really, really sweet sounding song, whilst the lyrics are about struggling with him. Trying to come out from beneath the shadow of his, his yeah. father. And stuff well, and Ellsbury boys Absolutely about that as great. well.
1: So, yeah.
0: Ellsbury yeah. Boy, yeah, about going to a posh yeah. school. Um, you've got a bit about, you know, right at the start, it says mummy and daddy. Like, straight away, you're like, oh, yeah. you know, where's he going with this? And, you know, um, Leon, uh, he talks about his daddy being famous and stealing a computer game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <as> well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favourite song is actually a second song, Celebrate yeah. Me. It's really right. good. I love those. It's kind of, I don't know what the best word for it is without sounding like uh, fucking stupid, but like girly vocals, really sort of high pitched. like almost kind of like school. Yeah, he he has that. That's a a,
1: a reoccurring trait on all his albums. He always kind of has that. Yeah,
0: but the bass sounds so low and it feels like you've got this mixture of, you know, London post-punk and french art pop together
1: yeah
0: it's really good yeah really really good um yeah man i really like this i thought it was really really good um very unusual i've not really heard anything that sounds exactly like this there are plenty of those like you know you mentioned the sleeper months or um fucking idols or whoever you want to chuck in from that kind of like you know that uk post-punk thing of doing things slightly odd but no one really sounds like this and yeah it's good so you go back to jury i thought i was better than you Um, be not. Uh, let's move on to our next album. And this, I mean, this did come late in the day for us, even though the album itself came out on the 2nd of June, 2023. Uh, I discovered this artist on Christmas Eve, Gaz. And then we discovered on the Green Day special that this artist had been around for a really, really long (laughs) time. Yeah, it was nominated
1: for an MTV. Uh, No, Grab, was it Grab? Was it Grammy or MTV? No, no uh, MTV, MTV Awards award in 1995.
0: A yeah. yeah, so we're yeah. talking about the Omnicord Real Book by Michelle N N, N Nijakella. I, I, oh, I think the end's going. Silent, the end's going to be silent,
1: mate. The end's going to be silent. Didio Didio did Didio
0: Did G-A-Cello, did Cello did Giacello. did yeah. Cello Yeah, Michelle Didio which is N D E G E O cello ce right the Omnicord real book it's the 13th studio solo album from the washington jazz rap spoken word solo artist and bassist of some note i believe um i went off on uh, a drive on christmas eve lovely stuff and I, like I, chris ria <laughs> six... oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah did you, just... did you have driving did you have your driving gloves on <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh there he goes there he goes look there he goes has he got the guitar so, um, didn't. i
0: had to go and drop some presents off at my auntie's house actually <laughs> um but and i don't have a uh, six music amnesty so right. i have six music on in the car
1: Fair.
0: and this song came on and i was like what's this it's fucking brilliant yeah. oh my god this is absolutely brilliant he's like stopped me on my tracks." And it was a song by Michelle Digikello. Ke... You... I, can't, I can't say. And it wasn't from this album. Right. right? But I was like, who's that? Who the fuck is that? Right. Turns out that, you know, th- that song wasn't on this album. But I was like, oh, well, she's got an album out. She had a few album out a few months before. And I was like, when I get home, I'm going to put this album on. And I did. And, mate, this, this is the year. This is the year I get into jazz. Because... I had such a fucking cracking time listening to this. And I've listened to it so many times in the interim over that Christmas period. I put—I must have put this on as many times as I put some of the stuff on that I've been hanging on to for like four months right. or whatever. Like, I, I, It's brilliant. You get Georgia Avenue at the start, like classic woodwind jazz loveliness. And then you get an invitation, much more kind of electronic and glitchy and quite modern sounding. Then you get that kind of dreamy bass freak out meets... Almost, again, glitched ambient acoustic guitar on Call the Tune. Three songs in, you've had three songs that sound completely different from one another. And, ah oh man, I just like, this is about an hour and 15 minutes. It is constantly changing in terms of the sonic palette of what you're listening to. It is so brilliantly realized. Everybody who comes on board, and joins in, brings something of themselves that makes it unique. Uh, it is a true kind of collaborative album, and whatever it lends its hand to, it does it really brilliantly. I, 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 I fucking again, it's two jazzy albums, really jazzy albums we've had in this show, mm-hmm. and it might be my two favourite uh-huh. of the entire thing. Like brilliant.
1: It's, I'll- this is one of the things I'm looking forward to most um, in regards to like 2024 and the podcast and stuff is, is, is now known that if I, if I do hear like an awesome new jazz album, I don't need to think twice about bringing it to the show. Cause I know you're going to be bang up for reviewing it now, which would be, which is, which is gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end the year of like both our top 20 albums and come December. It's just going to be just hip hop and jazz. Can't wait. Brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is. Oh my god! This we have to shed. We have to shed
0: the non hip hop and jazz weaklings from. Yeah, the, I the think so. Yeah. Generally. If you're listening, we are gunning to get rid of. We sh- we're <laughs> deliberately shedding all of the scum yeah. that wanted we'll to talk about Barry tomorrow. Yeah. No, we're not doing no, it.
1: that's it. We've got rid of the Metallica fans, Barry Tomorrow fans are next. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, we're gonna brutalize you with Chet Baker. Yeah. Like nothing but Chet no, Baker. You, for a you year. will
1: listen to Sonny Rollins. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's brilliant. Um but yeah, this is uh yeah, the Omnicord real book. Um it's kind of wonderfully kind of eclectic. Um I'd call it future funk, really. Kind of mm. you know, R and B you know, it's jazz but not as we know it. Um yeah, you know, a real kind of genre hopping listen to it. I mean it never stays in one place, like you said. And like, kind of all the kind of like special guests that come in, could of all add their own kind of individual flavour and stuff, you know, from the like the delicate finger picking of, of Call the Tune, which is oh my god. Mm. Um, to the Alabama three funk of uh omnipus. Which is just like my- oh Oh, it's so—it's like, two and a half minute long intro, and it sounds like it's, it, it sounds absolutely like It brilliant. reminds me of the intro music to, um, like, Sopranos.
0: It reminds me of Flutterman's Rule by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's got fair. that kind of thing. Yeah, why, you know, like when Beasties yeah, were doing yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I, like, I mean, maybe maybe my my frame of reference is a little bit. No, 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 so no not, so
1: not at all. Like, no, 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 no. no I'm, I'm going '90s TV shows. You're going '90s hip hop. So you know. <laughs> yeah uh, but, yeah
0: uh, oh mate yeah there's so like, much you, know, the, the... you mix that with like gatsby with Jonas police yeah women, yeah oh, bringing I on gatsby, I where I you've got this... love
1: Jonas police yeah
0: i don't know that much about her. i right. just saw that mark hollis tribute night She's yeah fucking yeah brilliant. but like that chime in beautiful piano really kind of gorgeous amalgam of all these different voices yeah. and you know again going back to like the stuff we were talking about maybe not so much of troy sivan or really, boy genius. Or really, Peter Gabriel. All of which I think are good. Mm. But you know, for me, if you're going to do like low energy music, yeah. to to make it sound like that, that's you know that that's why I'm like, okay, you know, if you're going to do low energy music, it has to really be kind of you want yeah, yeah, to intently really. listen to it, and that
1: you this is not background music. Great. You have to listen to. I no, think I think the best too. song on here is Voomer which is which is pure fucking afro funk it's Fela Kuti. Mm-hmm. You know, who we've spoken about obviously recently. Um but you know it's it's all kind of anchored in by um Michelle's incredible kind of fluid basslines. Um yeah. It's it is absolutely beautiful. What an album. I think this For I think this is my album of the month that we didn't talk about of album from months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine. yeah yeah, um, <laughs> yeah mate it's brilliant
0: I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck in Clear Water. as the best yeah. song okay. you know yeah. kind of to Tony Park coming yeah. in again d- how many voices all just kind of coming together yeah. and doing yeah. their own I, I love yeah. that shit like building and building and building one of the greatest liquid funk bass lines yeah. I've heard since yeah. Cosmic <laughs> by Jamiroquai <Jameer laughs> do you know what I mean Like I know it's all good fucking
1: oh, great I man I thought i to, to heaven
0: Oh mate, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, this is brilliant. This is this is brilliant. What see, mate, it's worth listening to six music just for the odd little gem that you might pluck out occasionally.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying. will well I'll leave you you Craig, Craig Charles you could do it for me, okay? You could do it for you okay. do it for me. That's I'm fine with that.
0: Mate, Craig, Craig Charles, and Huey. I'm gonna Yeah, but too. yeah,
1: but I'm yeah, but Huey's not odd during the day. The only time I I used to I used to listen to six like during the day when I was in the van. You know, so
0: He's on the weekend though. Yeah, yeah well to be fair I can listen to
1: him on the, on the on the on the app and stuff, can I, I? should maybe I should do that. Maybe yeah, I should do that. Should.
0: Yeah, You should. I think you should. Anyway, uh the Omnicord Real Book by Last Chance to get this right, Michelle Go on. Go no. on, my son. Go on. Deginichello Deginicello. That'll do. Ndina Cello. Ndina Cello.
1: Cello. I I'm, I'm I'm convinced <laughs> okay. the end's silent, but
0: yeah maybe you're probably right yeah you know, I, I don't know i don't know I apologies for fucking absolutely <laughs> pushing <that name>. yeah. <laughs> um right i just said we're gonna get rid of all the metal but then here we go bathhouse by lion's daughter is that right or is it bath is it lion's daughter by bathhouse
1: it's no it's the, it's no, it's the, the lion's daughter the album's called it's bathhouse bathhouse
0: yeah bathhouse by yeah, the lion's the daughter i thought i'd written that around the wrong way before so this is an album i'm not sure how many they've got to be honest i think it might be their fifth album from the st louis missouri death prog band not gonna lie mate so a few people suggesting okay. this so i put it in yeah. but when i put it on i immediately went ah oh, no
1: i can't be bothered <laughs> with this i
0: can't be asked." I this want to listen a bit to of jazz music again. This yeah, is too loud. I don't want to somebody shouting in my face at the moment. It's too much, right? Yeah. But, but, it's fucking good, this.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
0: It's fucking good, yeah. this. It's got lots of that kind of cl- classic prog metal tropes with an extra dollop of kind of Cult of Luna or Neurosis style post-metal, but it still feels sandpaper rough in a kind of hardcore punk or extreme metal sort of way. And most importantly for me, the reason why I listened to this and I went, nice, this is good, is that it doesn't meander and it doesn't outstay its welcome. Only two of the nine songs on this album tick over the five minute mark. Perfect, And it's got hardly any chin-strokey, boring, (laughs) faffing about that so many of these bands do tend to have. And also, the other thing about it is great is the dude's voice is great. Now, look, I've got no beef. You know, we've listened to lots of, like, Deathcore and Death Metal and stuff. And, you know, I like that stuff, right? But occasionally the vocals, you know, when you're like, the vocals are a bit of a fucking, a bit of a handle. A bit of a a kind of a sticking point for me. And I can understand that because that kind of pro-tooled, you sound like a monster, (laughs) thing, like, you know, yeah, that that is pretty difficult to get your head around. But he actually sounds like what I imagine he sounds like. Him being pissed yeah. off, I reckon he sounds like that. When he's shouting at someone, so. you know, I, I think this is probably what he sounds like. He even adds in a bit of melody in the kind of weird, spacey, liminal blue, which is really, really oh, good. Yeah. You've got a bit of, you know, kind of pure Brent Heinz style mastodon with added space lasers on rerouted. You've got like... song called "Crawler night which is almost like a grindcore disco song with black metal tremolo picks and gregorian chants and they're very astute at making this stuff broad and bold and wild and ott and all over the gaff and again dynamically interesting um for me the best song on the album is your pets died on tv which is a really horrible name and a really horrible screaming feedback riddled song um With all this like kind of wild, weird feedback over this crushing, stabbing, riffing and an almost kind of Steve Austin from Today is a Day style, deranged, spoken tongue vocal. I think this is well good. I think it's well good.
1: It is, it is. Yeah, It's decent, it's decent. You know, kind of wicked, trashy, thrashy, thrashy kind of gothic kind of riffs, blast beats and hardcore vocals and stuff. But it has enough of other interesting things for me that. Because, you know, t- too much of the kind of, Whoa, you know, my, my ears just, just completely just tune out. They just tune out. I can't, I can't even stop them now. They, my ears just go, no. They fold their arms go, no, we're not having this. But there's enough kind of other stuff in there. Uh, you know, the title track um, has a stadium chorus, man, that kind of that rivals the big boys, man. It's yeah. this huge chorus. Man. It's wonderful. Liminal Blue opens with a kind of tangerine dream-esque synth melody. But like when that started, I was like, oh, hello. I, I, I could totally get on board with this now, all right. You know, that th- then kind of explodes into like a, you know, Depeche Mode chorus. And 12.31.89 sounds like aha. What's not to love about that? <laughs> you know, it sounds like Stay On These Roads era kind of aha. Um, You know, it's, it's a gothy metallic delight. It's decent, man. It is decent mm. and it's got enough other things in there that make it interesting to me.
0: Well, in the tags on the... Bandcamp page. They've got metal, black metal, death metal, doom, industrial, synthwave, and Saint Louis. Um, I don't right. Think Saint Louis is relevant to that. Synthwave, though, like, definitely. You know, synthwave, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and industrial, and doom, yeah. and death metal, yeah. and black metal. Yeah. Like those things are within. You know, if you if you're gonna make a metal album, yeah. you've kind of ticked a hell yeah. of a lot of boxes. Rather than just being black metal, post black yeah. metal, post doom black metal. Doom metal Black and doom metal, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I actually think yeah. this is one of those occasions where what I they've got that they've got their tags
1: right on Bandcamp. Camp. So I think we should just give them a round and of got applause. got tags right on Bandcamp. Well done, well done, lads. And
0: this is this is a this is a a good. This is a really really good record. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It is. Like it's genuinely it's right. really excellent. It's all right. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was good. Right, let's finish off with your EP of the year, which you mentioned. Uh, I didn't listen to it at the time, but Watch the Bounce by Reservoir Dogs. I've got to say this straight away. Reservoir Dogs might have to think about changing their name because I've put in how they spell it. They don't spell it Reservoir Dogs. They spell it
1: phonetically.
0: Yes, R-E-S-O-V-W-A-A-R and then dogs, as in dogs. Dogs? And even if you put in Reservoir Dogs Band, if you put in Reservoir Dogs, Watch the Bounce, you still get fucking Quentin Tarantino yeah, shit coming up. You still get it. Unbelievable. Yeah. So hard to find. But this is another EP from the youthful UK hip-hop crew, which was Gaz's EP of 2023. And I can see why, you've, mate. It you've listened to it lovely. now, so yeah. I've listened to it, yeah. Lovely, bouncy, old-school hip-hop. Yeah. Four bangers. Yeah. Four straight down the line, utter bangers. Title track, particularly for me is really really cool so much swagger it sounds quite us musically but then when the voices come in and you have that kind of uk stroke london draw yeah. it really does give it that extra kind of something and i'm really impressed with not just the pair of them as mcs but the production yeah. is brilliant yeah. on they this do th- production's it's brilliant. all done
1: in house it's just, it's the two of them the two of them do everything
0: yeah i mean no joke that sounds like a real orchestra the swooping stirring soul strings it sounds like they've got an (laughs) in-house orchestra to actually like really fucking impressive man like yeah i i I think this is very good it's only four tracks and it's only what 12 minutes and a bit long but there's a lot of ideas on this and you know again crucially i think for gentlemen of of our certain vintage. They are pulling they are pulling from stuff which is not too much of a struggle for me and you to get behind in, in the world of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
1: Oh, I'm oh, I'm really oh, I'm really glad. I'm glad you you know you've listened to it and you have got as much out of it as uh, as I hoped she would, you because know, you know, they're my boys, man, my favourites. You know, Mr. B and Scrolls and Mystic, you know, absolute fucking lads. You know, they've been producing some great stuff over the past two years. But this is the best set of tunes that they've yet kind of released um, all kind of lazy smoky beats and you know old school kind of rhyme and flow no joke kind of rides on uh, you know massive 70s brass and strings it's got a massive hook uh, two samurais has a, you know has that kind of 70s kind of kung fu short brothers kung fu vibe to it with kind of lazy lazy scratching and it's almost like they're making music just for me i like to think they are making it just for me <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll take that i'm fine with that <laughs> they don't know it yet anyway you know but you know they know their rap history man you know from eric being Rakeem through Nas to four hours all the way through man it's fucking wonderful and i can't wait to see where they go next i'd like an album this year please lads yeah no pressure Love an album, but it'll be lovely would
0: love an album lovely mm.
1: They more gigs, more twelve gigs. albums,
0: twelve twelve albums, and I would say out of the twelve, for me, there's only. I mean, obviously, I did pick most of them. So selfish bastard. Yes, but there's only <laughs> there's only really one that I was like, eh, about, and that's Choice Vaughn. And even that is a decent enough yeah. record.
1: That was a green I, Lung for me I was just, that's the only one. Where I was like, Pfft.
0: yeah, we shouldn't really go too hard on the negative. No. So since we have picked our least favorite one. <laughs> Favourite favorite for you? Oh,
1: favourite for me? Uh, just scrolling through. Uh, Peter Gabriel? Uh, no, uh, Michelle. Michelle. My, Michelle. Just my call Michelle. My Belle. These are words that go I'm together gonna well. S-
0: yeah. I'm <laughs> going to say Robert. either Aesop Rock or, but probably oh, B- McKinley oh, Dixon. Buck 65, though. Oh.
1: That is good. Fuck
0: yeah, probably. Oh, it's... I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna bite the bullet on it and okay. say. Do it. I'm gonna say A- Aesop Rock. Is, Aesop Rock. Oh, no, come on. No, gonna...
1: you you got pick one. Three, two, yeah. one.
0: McKinley Dixon. is
1: <laughs> my favorite. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> they're both brilliant. Yeah. You know, they're they're both brilliant. But then it's well equally. I think the Peter Gabriel album is really great. Yeah. The Hold Steady like you said, it's the best Hold Steady album in fucking fate ever. Yeah. I think if you like kind of metal at all, yeah. then you would have a lovely time with either Green Lung or um I've forgotten their Bathhouse fucking name. Bathhouse, lot, yeah. And, Lion's, Daughter. Uh, Lion's Daughter. You know yeah. yeah, Lion's Daughter. And you know, the Bat's Jury album is really interesting and kind of very unusual. The Michelle album is fucking brilliant. If you want a quick bit of hip hop, you know, Buck 65 and yeah and Doc Jail was great. And The Boy Genius album. Boy Genius album is well. great. It's, really it's great. great. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we um, you might be sitting here throughout this whole podcast going, yeah, I know. I know all this, yeah. mate. Old you, you, you know, news. This is old news. Rubbish. Twats. Talk about something new talk about something <laughs> new don't bring up stuff from the past <sighs> just go on and on this is the fucking the wrong
1: podcast if you want that sorry you are, you are <laughs> really to sorry podcast, nope. uh
0: speaking of which go over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash true cop pop uh we talk about hot water hot, hot, hot water
1: music and green day hot water music from this like century the... so yeah yeah well, yeah, well current lads about, well yeah, current mate
0: just about although their best album isn't no division
1: is uh, Ooh, it is it their best album though? Is it album. their best album though, Steve? So. Is it? it is. Is.
0: Well, you have to sign up and find Ooh. out. We'll have that discussion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hope you have a nice week. Yeah. Bloody cold, isn't it? Bloody cold. I tell you what, I'm gonna put my heating on. Bit
1: fresher, McFresh. Freezing. Fresher, McFresh. I'm glad I ain't been out on the roads this week. Rubbish out there. Oh
0: yeah. Slipping around all yeah, over yeah. The place like a nutter aren't you? Yeah. Big time. All right. Anyway, see you later, guys. I'll be back next yes, week.
1: Mate. So will you? Well, I hope so. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> I'm bored of being ill now. I just don't want I've I've, 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 I've had me fill. I quite actually like to just go back to work now. Please, that'd be quite nice. Yeah, Yeah. thought I'd say that. Let's do
0: it. Right. Okay. See you later, everyone. Have a lovely time. See you later, mate. Love you. Bye. Yeah.
1: Yeah.